Hi, all my buddies. Editor Casey here with a quick message before we begin this week's show. So, if you're like us here at Peculiar Objects, you love you some monstros. And if you're like us here at Peculiar Objects, you're pretty sick of the same white-ass monstros you've been fed your entire life, right? Like, remember Sleepy Hollow? That show that was pretty good until you realized it was literally just world mythology, but like, this used to be from another country, but then a founding father licked it once and now it's red, white, and boo! Dumb. Anyway, so what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to fire up your Kickstarter machine, just 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 wind up the old Babbage engine, make sure you pour enough luminiferous aether into the import there, go to kickstarter.com and search for There's a Monster Under My Bedtime Story. Now what is this, Casey? You might rightfully ask. This is the very first Kickstarter by friend of the show and friend of the people on the show, Shannon Hay, at Sketchboards on Twitter, uh, who some of you may remember as having done the cover art for our previous podcasts, Semi-Automagic Inc. and The Final Podblum. It's a rhyming alphabet book featuring illustrations of monstros from around the world. How you feel about monstros from Basque culture? How about Iroquois, Angolan, Slavic, Maori, Mapuche, French, Serbian, Philippine, Lakota, Hindu, Chinese, Asturian, Turkish, Lithuanian, monstros, beasties, and spookums from all over the world in an art style that is both impressive and, and frankly, actually deeply scary, <laughs> but in like in like a whimsical way. So the Kickstarter is only going on until August 12th. So we would implore you, listeners, if you are able, to at least go to kickstarter.com and check out There's a Monster Under My Bedtime Story and support one of our favorite people uh, in their first Kickstarter effort. There's all kinds of pledge levels you can choose. And in fact, at one of the top ones, there's a really cool one, uh, Monster Advocate, where you get one hardcover copy signed with a sketch on the inside cover, and it donates two books to a public library in your state. That's pretty cool. So check that out. We get that times are tight. Uh, if all you can do is check it out and maybe spread the word or share the link, we would certainly appreciate it, and so would Shannon. And if you're in a position to do so, uh, consider pledging your support and traumatize a child in your life by teaching them that there is so much more to be afraid of in the world than they knew, and most of it will rhyme. Oh, speaking of trauma and rhymes, let's get to the show. Peculiar Object Season 2 is inspired by the teen horror films of the 1980s that our parents definitely should have been more aware that we were watching. It will never include any kind of sexual violence, but may contain references to alcohol, drugs, and addiction, child endangerment, and body horror that some may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Peculiar Objects, the only 80s podcast that wanted to spend a nice weekend with their girlfriend and friends in a cabin, and all they got was a chainsaw hand and this t-shirt. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with a gun. And host, Nigel Collins. With me, feeling groovy, is Klaatu, Verata, and Nick Too. I am your aging Elvis Presley, Anthony Moore, and I am playing Kit Russell, teenage (laughs) detective and reporter. 
Uh, I am your small-town sheriff whose daughter has an incredibly loose grasp on reality and also thought we were doing a stand-against-evil joke. Old C.W. Hills! <laughs> I am playing Jubilee Reynard DeSoto. Also, Phony, fun fact, uh, I was a fan of the film Bubba Nosferatu mm-hmm. in my youth because that was the kind of kid I was. And then, uh, no, forgive me, Bubba Hotep. Bubba Nosferatu was the proposed sequel that never materialized. Great. My apologies. Uh, I was a fan of... Of Bubba Hotep. Uh, and then 20 years later, I was reading a collection of Joe R. Lansdale's short fiction out of just, just because it seemed like a good book to be reading. And that story was in there and I stumbled across it by complete accident. That's I didn't awesome. even know it was based on a story. That's it awesome. made me very happy. Who else is here that I was just so rudely <laughs> steamrolling over? <laughs> that would be your strong female character, Lee, who discovers her life has been an entire lie concocted by some evil pharmaceutical corporation who then brings upon destruction uh, apocalyptic world and becomes the messiah among zombies i am steve mims and i am playing jamal king well welcome one welcome all uh this is peculiar objects Resident evil this is <laughs> kids I on say, i really oh. love pretty woman me too <laughs> I'm glad they changed the ending though. That made me Those mad. movies were bonkers. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> like they I'm not gonna yeah. say they were good, but they swung with everything they had every time, whether what yeah. they had was good or not. <laughs> well, like I genuinely are, was terrified of the first one. Are we talking specifically rom coms or Juliet <laughs> Robert? <laughs> <laughs> because she did Runaway Bride, which <laughs> we were talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. You know what else what I'm talking about? What? Peculiar Objects. This is a Kids on Bikes podcast. Oh, shit. Where we recreate all your favorite it 18 is? horror movies. Yeah, bud. Movies such yeah. as The Evil Dead, The Fog, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. Sometimes Runaway Bride, and various other things. Uh, giggling in the background <laughs> are my friends, Anthony, Casey, and Steve. They are playing teenagers in the year 1980X, riding their totally rad BMX bikes through this 80s nostalgia-fueled adventure in the hidden Alaska Nadia port town. I, for my part, am Nigel Collins, as I said. I am your guys' GM, your host, your storyteller. I am here to guide these three through this journey into the madness and macabre of Spencer's Folly, and last week being Moosewood Falls, apparently, if I remember correctly. And just in case you don't, Nigel, I actually don't don't tell her agent this because it was in pre-production still. Mm-hmm. But Tiffany was actually at the mall that day you don't shooting a video say. for I think we're alone now. It's still it's still in edits. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't just just be cool about it. Right. But if you watch the video, you can actually see the events of last episode taking place yeah, in the uh, background. Wonderful. Actually, if we could go ahead and play that back for the audience, I think they too would appreciate a bit of Tiffany. I think we can. Spool that up, and then we'll have a family of uh, sad, super-powered children dancing alongside us as well. Previously on Peculiar Objects. Cool, what does that mean? Also, how are you here? Also, your hair looks good. Also, where have my friends gone? You can run through the mall on your boxers, 
or I can leave you out in the dumpster next to the uh, definitely haunted pet store. An ambulance, which Jamal recognizes as Reggie, uh, attached to it. And he's just kind of writhing in pain. I gotta be really careful here. I may have caused a disturbance or two. Not a big deal. May have accidentally sexually harassed some old women. Um, accidentally pissed off Reggie, which for some reason caused him to have a seizure of some kind and threaten me with dark powers. Well, you know, it's not a big deal. DeSoto turns and spits out a bunch of, like, loose change. Like, he was like, oh, I'm gonna get you, like, dark powers are gonna get you, or something like that. I wasn't listening, really, but... Unhand me! Plonjour! Are you also a holy man, K.R.? Chapter 21, The Final Case It had been nine years since Jamal and I had joined forces that fateful day in our kindergarten classroom. We were a force to be reckoned with. No case too small, no challenge too tough for this dynamic pair of gumshoes. But, as we grew older, so did the town. While it was easy to put your trust into a pair of middle schoolers to find your missing cat, or to find out who was rummaging through your trash at night, it's much more difficult to put that same trust in a child uh, when the stakes are real. Why trust the kid detectives to help you find your missing child if there was a marshal in town whose job was to take care of that sort of thing? As we grew older and continued to work, I became desperate to rise above the preconceived notions of who we were. <sighs> I could feel that Jamal had one foot out the door. I don't know. Maybe being called baby one too many times started to get to him. I knew that if we could land one big case, solve one major crime, a run as the kid detectives would end, and we would be taken seriously once and for all. That opportunity came for us during our last week before winter break, during our freshman year. I had taken my investigative skills and put them to good use as junior journalist for our school's paper, all the while hoping that this avenue would lead me to some big break. It was one thing to write gossip about what teachers are having affairs with other teachers, and it was another thing to discover something big. That big thing came up on my editor's desk early on Monday morning. Word had gotten around that a string of cheaters had distributed test answers to students a week before finals, threatening to destroy the curve and mess with a lot of students' grades. I knew that this was our opportunity. I told Jamal and we set to work. Since he was making roads with the cool kids... He was quickly able to suss out who was distributing test answers. Jamal heard from Ashley, who learned from Susan, who learned that from Timmy, uh, that Ken was the person distributing test answers. Ken was a frequent flyer on our perpetrator's list. The kid definitely had a bad streak in him, but almost all of the times we busted him, he was more a victim of happenstance. He had never intended anything malicious to happen. I knew whatever involvement he had in this was that of a patsy, a stooge. Uh, someone to take the fall when the crab inevitably hit the fan. Besides, Ken would never have the mental fortitude to lead a group through something this potentially dangerous. After a few minutes of intense interrogation, he sang like a bird. He was not sure who the distributor was, only that this contact met at Moosewood Lodge, 
uh, to pick up the materials that he was able to keep, and that he was able to keep 25% of the cut for every test he sold. I was vibrating with excitement. This was the case we needed for so long. The one that would legitimize the two of us forever. All we had to do was break into the lodge and stop these curve killers uh, before they could ruin finals forever. There was only one problem. My partner got cold feet. Normally, Jamal would be right there beside me, ready to bend and sometimes even break any role that stood in our way. He felt justified in his reasoning. His mom ran the Moosewood Lodge. Uh, she, would, uh, she wouldn't allow him to run through the hallways and wreak havoc on her guests, especially after how hard she worked to turn the hotel into what it was today. I pushed him, telling him how important it was to the school that we solved this case, how important it was to our partnership, that we did this together, how important it was for me that I be taken seriously for once. He relented. I knew he was uncomfortable, but I told him to put my trust in me, put his trust in me. Nothing bad was going to happen. I got a hotel key from DeSoto and told Jamal to meet me at the lodge at 7 p.m. We snuck around the back and did surveillance through the windows. After a while, I think we found out found our match. We decided to sneak in and split up to cover more ground and prevent possible exit routes for them. Went through the employee entrance and split up. I didn't see Jamal again until later that evening, but by then everything had changed. I concealed myself in the hallway and took pics as people went into the perpetrator's hotel room and left with what were obviously answers to this week's final. I had enough information to blow the story wide open in our paper, and I'm sure my uncle would be more than happy to have these pics as well down at the station. It was time to confront them. I burst into the room and began snapping pictures as soon as I entered. Caught off guard, Mr. Roberts, the P.E. teacher, sat at a desk in the middle of the room. Stacks of papers piled high on his desk. Before he could react, I booked it, his goons scrambling after me. Thanks to some maneuvering, I managed to shake them off and made it to the rendezvous point uh, that Jamal and I had agreed on. My heart pumping and riding that high you can only get from a successful case... Jamal was there waiting for me. I ran up to him and excitedly told him the good news. He punched me hard in the face when I dropped like a sack of flour. He stood over me and said this was all your fault and left. This is the last case we had as partners, and this is the last time we stood together as friends. The sad thing was, nothing came of the case. Mr. Roberts quit the very next day. I didn't even have time to develop the film. The story was DOA. Case was life-changing, though. I lost my chance at redemption, any chance for a reputation other than the kid detective, and most importantly, I lost my best friend in the process. We bring you guys back uh, to Spencer's Folly uh, current day. Uh, You guys are over at the Mega Pig and Wessel, kind of drying off. I need you all to roll me brains of ten. Seven. DeSoto is real mad and real tired and real dumb. Eighteen. Eight. Okay, great. Uh, so, DeSoto, you're still uh, pretty um, wet and perturbed by what had gone down. Ken's on your nerves. Uh, Jamal, you're a bit uh, distracted holding the hand of the sweet treats girl. Uh, KR, you notice across the street, um, you're staring at the mall that um, each door is lined with a person and they're just staring out 
and you could see that they're locking the door. That's weird. Um, does it look like like security guards, or does it look like random? random it's it's goers? it's various mall goers. Some are security guards. Some are old women. You recognize uh, Reggie, and he he doesn't seem to be screaming anymore. Um, Susan goes, all right, we got off obviously on the wrong foot. I, I apologize about that. Our intentions were not to fight each other, but to join up. So, uh, Ken, do you have something to say? Uh, Ken's kind of just like holding on to his night vision goggles and looking over at DeSoto. Um, and he goes, yeah. Look, I, like, I guess I'm sorry. I mean, I am, but also, like, I shouldn't obviously have taken your thing. But, like, on the other hand, you didn't have to deal with the bullshit we had to deal with. But I'm not trying to be a dick, even though, you know, it's warranted. Uh, The second he says, on the other hand, I'm going to look around. And Nigel, I will, I have actually a thing where, uh, it's a prepared feat that I never use, mm-hmm. where I can pay you two crunchy points, uh, to have an item at hand if I need it. Okay. Uh, I want to pay you two crunchy points, and I want there to be a flashlight on the nearby shelf at the Pig and Whistle Mart, mm-hmm. and I just want to take it and shine it right in his fucking night vision goggle eyes. Yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead and roll me then a, I'll count it as a fight, a fight of four out of your ten. Uh, yeah, that is a composite nine with my fight bonus. Okay, yeah. Um, you successfully blind, uh, Ken. Oh, I'm sorry I've impeded your vision, but on the other hand, maybe you shouldn't have been wearing night vision goggles inside like a fucking douche. Can I slap DeSoto? (laughs) Sure. Uh, KR, you need to roll me a fight of four out of your four. I rolled a two, but I'm using two crunchy points for this. Okay, cool. Okay, you know what? I I would like to contest. I, I how do I how do I try to prevent him from slapping me? Um, you can roll a fight of four out of your ten. Okay. All right. Well, that's a seven. Mm. Okay. Uh, so in that case, um, you successfully both slap each other. <laughs> <laughs> I slap. Can I slap both of them while they after they slap each other and tell them to cut yeah. out? Jamal, yeah. I need you to roll me a like fight. Mo. Jamal, Jamal, roll me a fight of four out of your four. Oh boy, one. I didn't. Oh, intend for this to become the three stooge. Uh huh. Well, brilliant. Uh, so the two of you, Kr and Desoto, slap each other. Uh, Jamal, you attempt to slap them, and you accidentally slap yourself. Slap. slap. So I I look at DeSoto and I say, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Okay, you know what? We all need to get a couple things straight. You, KR, stop fucking hitting me. We do not have that kind of relationship. You do not lay your hands on me unless I've given you very good cause. You have given me very good cause. No! (laughs) This asshole, he lunged at me in a fucking fountain at a mall while there were legit monsters going on. My beef with him is square. You got no call to lay your hands on me. Jamal, you leave my mother alone. Your mother is 
a goddess and I worship the ground she walks on. Okay, that's cool. Worship her from afar then. Didn't Casey instigate the fight in the mall? With Ken? Yes. No, uh, I don't think so. Ken was the one who was talking about how he felt violence toward me. KR, roll me a brains of 10 out of your 20. No matter how you roll, that's not how DeSoto is going to remember it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. 13. Yeah, you distinctly remember uh, walking up, hearing uh, <laughs> each other fight in the fountain. Like, you, you were able to see that start to happen as he was being dragged into the fountain. Listen, I know you're angry at Ken for taking uh, the, the, the fragment, skull fragment, but isn't it obvious that this group of people are trying to help us? And isn't it obvious that whatever he was wearing helped aid, it, uh, aid us in surviving this fight in the mall? You just blinded the guy who could watch and look and see what kind of, what kind of demons were, were, were going up against right now. Yeah, well, and if I understood the subtext correctly, he blinded us from being able to tell what was going on when he took this eye socket. So you know what? Maybe we're square then. Um, Ashley stands up and screams, SHUT UP! Okay. I apologize. I didn't get my orange Julius earlier. If it were 15 years from now, I'd be saying I have low blood sugar. <laughs> Ashley says, Listen, I don't know about joining you guys or what you're going on about we have a mission that we need to accomplish before the end of the world so if you guys are done playing slap ass and you want to help that would be greatly greatly appreciated it's funny because that would mean chaos face was his ass <laughs> but also mean your face is your ass yeah here's a match pal my face and your ass wait hey so, guys so that's I can't believe I'm the one being the reasonable one right now. How about both of you shut up and let's figure this out. Uh, I pull the map out of out of my bag and I hand it to Ashley and I say, I think this is the one of the missing pieces you were talking about. Uh, the group is uh, very excited except for Ken, who is still kind of coughing and can't see straight. Oh my god, is this... Where did you find this? Like, we've been searching everywhere for this. I, I it's, This is going to be so helpful. Peg's going to be so excited about this. Peg? From the movie theater, Peg? Yeah, I know, right? Peg. Like, it's... She just kind of overheard us talking, and it turns out Peg's kind of a badass. And, like, I... And, um, Ken interjects and goes, Yeah, she's kind of, like, like a wishmaster or something. She was hooking us up with all this gear. I knew she was cool. Uh, my father used to uh, get some medicine for her sometimes for medicinal purposes. Um, Susan looks unamused. I, I look at them and I say, uh, so I should tell you what happened to us in the meantime. Um, Pirate Timmy gave that to me uh and picture day, as well as what Ken has from DeSoto and what Jamal has in his pocket. Do I still have the key? You better. Yeah, yeah. no, they gave you back the key at... at okay. Uh, right, and Ken Ken gave me back the socket, so I, I hold it up. I pulled out the key. So, that day in the library, mm -hmm. 
you know how he just kind of disappeared? Yeah. We were still in the library. We thought we were there for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Came out, it's been three weeks. And then it's been nonstop ever since. Guys, go ahead, roll me brains. You guys need to roll me a brains of five, all of you. It's a 17. Six. Mm-hmm. Ten. Okay, cool. So, um, DeSoto, you kind of notice, uh, Susan's hand clenches. Um, Jamal, you see her neck tense up. Uh, and KR, you realize that, uh, the other two are looking at Susan after you said that. And that she seems, um, visually uncomfortable. Did you guys end up in the same place we did in the library? Um. Was your finger chewed off too? And I showed them my pinky. Did you meet a monstro? Uh, Susan simply says, uh, not us. Um, I, Ooh. I, <sighs> Ken pipes up, um, and says, uh, Sontag, uh, went in there and he, they messed up. Uh, the thing tricked him and the door closed. Is he still in there? Is Sontag spider? No. No. no, yes, yes, and... Santa got trapped by Spider. Susan looks up to you guys and goes, Look, I, all, I owe you three an apology. Um, we weren't getting on very well at the library. Um, we didn't know what Timmy told to who, and we were all being kind of secretive, obviously, but... Yeah, um, same. Same. Sontag was supposed yeah. to be there for you guys to make sure that the door doesn't close. Um, that thing's a bit of a, a pocket, and uh, we haven't been able to find Sontag uh, for the last week or so because of it. Um, oh, shit. So that's... What I am dealing with, but I just want to let you guys know, I, I am terribly sorry that it, you guys got lost the way you did. We, we, we messed up there. Uh, it, it happened and you were acting on the best information you had. Uh, you know, not, not going to say that was the best outcome, but. Fuck uh, all that noise. You guys tried to. Gaslight us and tell us we sounds were, nothing was wrong, and we went through all of this, and and you could have just said this from the beginning, and this shit might not have happened. Hey, man, Dude, you know her brother's missing, right? Uh, she goes, yeah, I get it. That's why I apologize, but also we were both holding our cards close to our chest, so it goes both ways. I'm just sorry that you guys got lost for a bit. I mean, you still have like tokens, right? Tokens? Those are the 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 artifacts, I would imagine. Guys, go ahead, roll me a brains again. Uh, roll, roll me. Wait, from when we were when we was werewolves? No, roll me a brains of ten. Oh. But those episodes were fan favorites. <laughs> I rolled a six. What am I trying to hit? Uh, ten. Uh, no, that is a seven. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna take the points. That's fine. Congratulations on your points. Jamal and DeSoto is a bit dumbfounded. Thank you. Um, KR, uh, 
you're noticing Susan's hand motions, which it's kind of, um, it's kind of like two, she's holding something when she says it. Uh, and you realize she's holding a large book as she says this. You mean the books we took? Yeah. Yeah, we have a bunch of them. Yeah, it's true. Um, Ken and Ashley, uh, kind of step closer and they say, how many books do you have? How many books did we have, Nigel? It was a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. 10. I believe it was 10. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, DeSoto was abducted directly when we left the library, and I'm not sure if I got mine back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. Uh, no, I, I think you lost. I'm pretty sure you lost yours, and it was only me and KR yeah. who had books. Uh, yeah, that tracks. Or maybe I like tried to give mine to you or say, it's fine. It makes more thematic sense for me to have lost mine because I'm the fuck up. It's all good. Okay. Go on. That's fine. Uh, they, go ahead. I, I say, I, I don't have them with me. They're at my house. I don't want to carry books around, but we have around 10 I of have them? a couple. I, I, okay. Then, um, guys, I need you. Look, um, those books aren't safe. They're pretty dangerous, and um, I think it's better if we can oh, bring so them to... Oh, so you're saying to... I get rid of them? No. I rip one out. Jesus Christ! Um... <laughs> um, DeSoto, go ahead and roll me a brains of six. That's an eleven. Um, you are noticing... Uh, at the mall, people are thrashing at the door when they see the sight of the book. Whoa. Hey, Jamal. Hmm. Hey, Jamal. Yeah? Hold the book up and go like this. And he makes like a wavy, backy-forthy motion. And wave it like I just don't care? Exactly. I wave it like I just don't care. Okay. Do I observe a reaction in the in the mall zombies? Yeah. Actually, the doors are opening and they're walking towards you guys. Uh-oh. Um, Susan goes, well, fuck, you idiot. Look, just get what you can, scatter, and meet back at KR's house, okay? Uncalled for. Go! Uh, and the other three take off. Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't have my bike. Yep. <laughs> I don't think any of us have bikes. I have a bike because I got to the mall. Oh, uh, that's right. But it's probably at the mall, which is or yonder, and uh, yeah. consumed by, zo- we by zombies. We run into, like, like, cause I've established in the town, like, it's like, kinda like South Park, where there's like foresty areas in between, like, buildings. Mm. Not necessarily right. the forest, but, uh, I kinda take off, like, I know this town by the back of my hand, and we're just gonna kind of take back alleys, uh, towards my house. Actually, cool. uh, KR, if you wanna go ahead and do a flight, uh, go ahead, roll me a seven. Uh, I need the other two yes. to roll me, uh, brains. The flight of the navigator. Yeah. Uh, roll me flight, uh, uh, not flight. Roll me brains of five. DeSoto and Jamal. Uh, so I'm running my flight of, uh, my flight is a ten. What am I rolling? Uh, seven. Um, I rolled a six. Okay, um, you take the country point, uh, Unfortunately, uh, your shoelace was a bit untied, so you kind of stumble and hit into the pig and market. Uh, Casey, yours was a five, and Jamal, yours is a two for brains. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's a 12 on my 12. Gonna explode it. Except responsibly, because we're in a very dry season. Eight. Nineteen. So, um, Jamal, you realize the one that is reaching closest to you of the people that seem zombified, um, and has a good 30-foot lead from anybody else, is Reggie. Uh, DeSoto, you're noticing Reggie's, um, on his hip is his car keys attached to his, uh, loose belt strap. We could take Reggie's sweet ride. Okay, guys. Uh, this will need to be a group decision. I can't make this for all of us. Look, and I point out the keys that are hanging on Reggie's belt. Look, if we can get those keys, we can get Reggie's sweet ride, which is very sweet and very fast, and he would never let me drive it. Yeah, um, should we really piss off Reggie? I mean, I already did. Should we piss off Reggie Wait, more? Wait, what? What did I, you do to Reggie? Look, I did a lot. Did you today. hit on his mom While too? While they're debating, I grabbed the keys. Okay, shit. Um, in that case, well, so wait, isn't he like across the way, or oh, is he right he's there? He's close to you guys. He's probably within twenty feet. Oh, that. Oh, I didn't understand. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Go on. I mean, okay. I still stand by my stance. Uh, yeah, fair. Kr, then, um, I need you to roll me a flight of four out of your ten. That's a seven. Dope. Uh, you, uh, successfully, uh, get up to Reggie and get the keys, but now you're in striking distance. So I'm gonna need you, uh, to roll me a fight, KR, of three out of your four. Uh-huh. Well, that's a four. Perfect. You could explode. explode that. That's another four. Mm-hmm. I'm exploded what? again. Uh, so a 10 altogether. Nice. Um, perfect. You, uh, <laughs> tell me how you, uh, swing on this guy. I, I take a, a water balloon of, of, of holy water from my backpack and I smash it on his head. Okay. Um, so you're able, he's with a your zombie left... person, right? Like this isn't a normal guy. This is a zombie person. You're able to uh, snatch the keys off of it, and you hit them in the face with the water. Um, you hit him so hard that he falls directly on his back and is knocked out cold uh, while having a wet face. Ooh. Oh my God, Kr! You killed him. You. What did you do Why to are Reggie? We murdering people now. Yeah, he's a zombie guy. Kr, I need you to roll me a. Br- I need you to roll me a brains of seven. Is this face melting? I rolled a twelve. Um, so you see that in fact his face is not melting. He was just knocked out cold and uh seemed to be kind of pissed oh. at uh DeSoto, but also in the manager's only parking of the Mega Pig and Whistle Mark, you see Reggie's car is parked there. Well, I'm I'm glad he's alive, but I'm not gonna lie, that actually would have solved a lot of problems for me. Anyway, um shall we gentlemen? He didn't see did Reggie notice this happen? What do you mean? Like does he did he see KR do what he did? And he did he see Take us? Take his keys? 
Like KR push just him down laid, and kill him. KR just laid out Reggie. I laid him out. So he was able to grab yeah, the keys and hit him in the face with. with a water balloon. Who who did you think KR was fighting? No, I know it's Reggie. What I'm asking is, did Reggie see all this happen? Can he identify us? Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's a question of the nature of zombification then, isn't it? Mm. He's, he's not a zombie. He's just a dude that's he's pissed just hip- off. Hypnotized. Uh, uh, so I should we kill uh, Reggie, guys? Because uh, I, I didn't. We're not gonna I kill. Said, I knocked Reggie. him out. I didn't kill him. But here's the thing: scumbags are gonna scumbag. So even though we hey, stole his car, that's our word. <laughs> even though we stole his car, like there's no way he's gonna rat on us. Because I know Desoto alone has enough enough dirt on Reggie too. Yeah. To Whoa. prevent that from happening, I'm not worried about him ratting on us. I'm worried about him exterminating us. DeSoto, roll me a brains of six. Oh, that's a four, but I really want to make this, so I'll, I'll give you the two. Great. Uh, congratulations. You are seeing um, 30 Thank people you. that are slightly gliding and are reaching to you guys, and they're less than about 15 feet away. Gliders. Can we, can we stop talking? And okay, just- LNZ. Okay, Gentlemen, fine, you're let's almost... go. The zombies are going to kill him anyways. Everyone roll me a cool. flight of um, four. Cool. Um, I want to do one brief thing before we leave, but let's resolve these rolls first. Flight of four. This feels very dangerous to lose, so I'm just going to keep cool under Six. pressure. Nice. Give you a crunchy point. Explode. And nice. Rolled an eight. Take half my die, which is a six. I rolled my six. I'm going to explode that. Four. That's a ten. Okay, perfect. And... Actually, I, I have a narrative thing that could work for that. So you go ahead and describe these guys first. Oh no, you guys successfully make it over to the car. You get to do whatever stunt you want to, like sliding over the hood or, uh, you know, jumping in through the window. Cool. Um, you guys successfully make it to the car and it starts up. All right. Well, but before we leave the shop, mm-hmm. so I'm picturing the Mega Pig and Whistle Mart as like having not not like charlie browns exactly but like kind of a you know uh, because it's not racist as hell but kind of a like you know like country store vibe to it um so like i want there to be a barrel of like local carved walking sticks there not like canes but like the you know go hiking with Mm -hmm. kinds and i want to uh i want to grab one of those and just and just swing it out and use it to to support my bad leg on and that's uh that's how i was able to roll so well on flight even though my leg is very injured okay uh i'll allow it you got yourself um uh a walking stick um that's Hooray. that says happy birthday grandpa hooray oh you remembered sticky um so you guys uh you have enough time to get the hell out of there. Where would you like to go? Else. Yeah, KRs. Okay, cool. Uh, no one wants to go to Castle de la DeSoto? Uh, there's really no... Re- well... Dude, hmm. stop trying to fuck DeSoto's mom. What are you talking God damn it. about? I, that's not at all. Well, you should... How dare are. you use my concern for my mom? <laughs> like that. Uh, this conversation is not my concern for you or your mom. It's it's creepy. No, not you, Jamal. Jamal's creepy. <laughs> I yes. I, I I like clutch my backpack and like zip it shut so they don't know what's in it. That's fine. <laughs>
So, uh, uh, no, I don't have, I don't have any of the books. They got taken. Remember when I got snatched by, uh, mom's goons? So when we get the chaos place, I can phone back and make sure my mom is okay and make sure she knows what's going on there. There's no reason for us to go back to my place right now. Not time for more Marty Christos yet. Yeah, I can call the station. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, all this conversation is happening as you guys are driving to, uh, KR's house. Uh, sure. you guys get there and you see, um, that Susan and Ashley are standing out front on the sidewalk. Uh, but you guys don't see Ken. Where's Ken? Is Ken finally dead? Uh, uh, he's, um, uh, he's, he's in the fort. Look. Fort? Ooh, where's the fort? I want to go to the fort. <sighs> Look. God damn it, he's safe? Yeah. He's safe. Listen, we're not going to be safe if you're waving around those books around, okay? You guys need to grab them and meet me this across book, the street. and then I wave it around. <laughs> go ahead, roll me a charm uh, of, uh, <laughs> of ten. Okay. Then I'm going to, uh, Use another crutchy point to make that 10. Okay, dope. Um, also, DeSoto, uh, I need you to roll me a brains of 10. Yes, sir? Not DeSoto, I'm sorry. I meant Jamal. Uh, oh, no, fuck it. DeSoto, oh. roll me a 10 out of your brains. Actually, uh, it's a 5, so I don't. All of you roll me a 10 on your brains. Roll a 14. I rolled a seven. Dope. Um, they kind of shake their head at you for like waving the book around, but they're not upset. Um, the only person realizing that no one checked on the sweet treats girl is KR. Anyhow. We, so, oh, we took her with us? Mm-mm. Wait, wait, wait. Did she go with them or did she come with us? I said the three of them took off. Oh, okay. Oh no, that so that's an in that's an in character question then. Uh I don't think she went with anybody. Dude. That's my point though, is you two didn't realize, KR realized. We'll move on. So um <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, she's not she's not a girl I was bothering at work. What? It's not my responsibility. Like for all I knew she was just some person standing in the parking lot with us. <laughs> that's fine. For real. No guilt. No I'm shame. Her own business at the pig and whistle mark. What? <laughs> Wanted to get some some uh, blue bunny or uh, taste it. What, so, what's it? What's so the say, what's the ice cream you can only get? Thrifty. Want to get some thrifty? Okay. Um, I say. I say. I'm sure she's fine. I go run up into my room to grab the I she uh, Susan yells at out. Uh, Desoto should probably call his mom right now. Uh, Jamal, come come with us or yeah. come with me. Sure. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, Sorry, so KR, uh, you're gonna let, uh, DeSoto know where the phone's at? Yeah, it's, it's in the kitchen. Well, this is the 80s. I assumed either it was in the kitchen or there would be, like, a phone nook. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeSoto, go ahead, roll me a brains of 10, uh, to call your mom. To, to call 911? To call the sheriff's station. See brains of ten. Okay, well that's that's a four. Mm-hmm. And Nigel, you you know I don't I don't like to argue with mm-hmm. you, but like 
besides it being where my mom works, I, I actually have a, I, we've established that I'm a notebook haver with like dossiers on everybody, so I feel like I would have that number literally written down. <gasps> but I lost my code at some point, didn't mm-hmm. I? Okay, I, I, I will I will strongly argue that this is the eighties and we have all important phone numbers memorized. Sure. This isn't yeah. now where we don't need to know memorize we don't need to memorize numbers. Well, I mean it, yeah, you, you make an excellent point, but DeSoto is also a lazy piece of shit who would two, definitely write something always down dial instead of trying to remember one and just get connected to your mom. Uh the sheriff station is not answering. Oh shit. Oh no, here's what it is. Uh, KR's house has a weird rotary phone and I can't make it work. <laughs> and so by the time I figure out how, I'm really frustrated and I can't remember the numbers and it's all fucked up. But eventually I get through, I get the operator and I ask for the sheriff station and it's a whole fucking thing. So it doesn't work well, but it happens and then I realize that nobody's picking up at the sheriff's. Uh, actually no one's picking up on the operator's line either. What the fuck? You guys? We got trouble. Nobody's picking up at the cop shop. Operator's not answering. Uh, KR, you go ahead. Uh, roll me a brains of three. I rolled a twenty, so I'm not gonna explode it because I don't need to. I do not understand you. You are successful on uh, grabbing the books that you have, as well as uh, getting a fresh pair of clothes on, um, and some nice socks. And you see there's a note up there that your mother left. Oh, your mother says, um, me and your father had a quick business trip to go on. Um, we will be back by, uh, Sunday. Love and kisses, XOXO, mom. I grabbed the note with me and I put it in my Trapper Keeper and, uh, I head back downstairs. Okay, cool. Um, Jamal, you are, uh, heading across the street and, uh, you notice that it's to the basement door of Pirate Timmy. I don't walk in. I just stop before I enter the, the, the basement. Uh, good call. Susan goes, what? What makes you think I'm going into a basement with you? It's the fort, man. Just, this is going to be like the safest spot for us, all right? It's a pirate fort? Like in one piece? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) There's no pirate fort in one piece. I've only read the first volume, but I'm pretty sure there is a pirate fort. There's a guy with like a big metal arm and jaw. Yeah. He had a hammer in his arm. Yeah, Axan Morgan. That's, yeah, that guy. It's just a, a port town. That's he's just. Uh... Yeah, what may, I tell her? What makes you think I'm going into the basement with you again? Like, uh, I don't um, know if this is the most safest place. Go ahead, roll me a brawn, uh, Jamal, of five out of your six. That's my six, right? Yep. Oh, the four. I only have one fancy point left. Yeah, fuck it, I'll use it. Ooh. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I make my five. Did I say five? Yeah, I did say five. Uh, Susan reaches for the book, and you guys have are just kind of gripping it and staring at each other as uh, KR and DeSoto are walking out of the house with Ashley just kind of throwing her hands up. 
saying she, he doesn't want to go in. Uh, we have everything set up in the basement. You're being weird, Susan. Stop. You're being weird, Jamal. Also, before I leave my house, like, I wanted to say this before you switch scenes, I want to grab as much table salt as I can find and throw it in yeah. my bag. Actually, I'll let, I'll allow that with your, how well you rolled your brains. Cool. So, she says that I come outside, she says he won't go in. I say, don't mm. be a weenie, don't be a weenie, Jamal. Uh, don't be a weenie, Jamal. Um, as, weenies get roasted. As he says that, I go... Considering everything that's happened, I will punch a girl right now. Oh, so you have no respect for women. Good to know. Uh, actually, go ahead. Roll me a charm there, uh, <laughs> Jamal, of ten. I rolled a nine. You did a nine? Um. Oh, Ashley kind of crosses her arms at you, um, and Susan looks at you in the eye and goes, huh, what, what Cassie was saying was right then, huh? Good to know. Uh, and she walks into the basement. I, I, <gasps> and then I just kind of like let go of the book. How dare you? And then, sorry, I had, I'm resisting the urge to be chaotic. Uh, <laughs> Do it. I mean, this, I, this is the time. I, then I tackle her. Oh my god. Into the okay. basement. Oh my god, you're gonna get yourselves killed! It's like a stone staircase, dude! <laughs> Legitimately, this is not D&D. This is, this is definitely kill someone of Oh my god, well, I mean, this has happened. Let's find out. Uh, go ahead, roll me a brawn of ten. What's your bronze to you? Six. <laughs> uh, Can still be done. What's 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 my other skill? What's my other skill? <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a Legit, three. Legit, if this is what kills Jamal, I'm going to be so happy. Okay. Um, if this is the thing that kills Jamal. Jamal, roll me a flight of ten. So we just we just need to figure out if this is an early '80s movie or a late '80s movie where the bad guy wins and everybody dies. Roll the ten. Okay, dope. Nice. Uh, Jamal, you go to try to tackle Susan, and as you're rushing up, um, you notice that you you kind of crease your shoe, uh, and you end up tripping at her. Um, she realizes what you're trying to do. And she tries to kick you as hard as she can in the balls, but is able just to kick you in the inside of the thigh. <laughs> and she goes, you do that again, I turn him into mush. My uncle owns a vineyard, dick. Don't test me. <laughs> I, I, in a very high-pitched voice, <laughs> fuck you and your uncle's vineyard. <laughs> and then I just kind of like limp away into the basement or limp away like from the situation well I'm in the basement now okay I assume no uh, you tripped in front of the basement you didn't trip, put, you didn't tackle her into the basement okay. yeah 
You you tried and failed. Uh, Jamal, oh sorry, KR right. and DeSoto. Go ahead, roll me brains of five. That's <sighs> right. uh, a nine. Mm-hmm. That's an eighteen. Great. Uh, so DeSoto, you um, you're noticing that there are fireworks pointed out of the basement windows. Um, they look like they've been hammered out, uh, mm. and you recognize that there's salt around there. Um, whereas KR, you're noticing the Ooh. landscape of the maps they have set up, um, as well as weaponry that they have stashed down there. Um, and as you're heading down, uh, you're, you notice that there is a red smear around the frame of, uh, the basement. Ooh. Okay, uh, before... Before I head down, I want to pick up the book that Jamal dropped. Yeah. You picked up the book successfully. Cool. Hey, Jamal. I kind of I kind of walk over there uh, limping a little bit, but still figuring out how to use this walking stick. But, hey, Jamal. Uh, come on down to the basement, man. I'll, uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, my mother's last real relationship. I, 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 I say, okay. And then I just kind of say, I think I'm in love, though. <laughs> with, with Remy or with Ashley? No, I'm in love uh, with Ashley. No, he is. He could be in love with Ashley, too, man. Oh, wait. is that? I thought Susan who, who was the one who kicked me. Oh, are you in love with Susan now? Who kicked him? Susan kicked Susan. him. Susan. Yeah. Susan kicked him? Okay, so he's in love with Susan. Yeah. Cool. The Spike Spiegel ethic. He loves a woman who can kick his ass. Yeah. Anyway, we go down into the basement. God damn. Uh, so you guys catch up uh, and you see uh, Ken standing behind a table uh, along with Susan. Hey, fucko. Hey, pretty boy. Sorry. Damn it. I, I'm trying not to do that. Um, hello, DeSoto. You know what, Ken? Fair enough. I apologize. I actually did mean that hey fucko in like a jovial camaraderie way, but I can see how that would come across as hostile, uh, and I apologize. Hello, Ken. Thank you for receiving us here into your fort. In that case, uh, you're, you are pretty boy to me, and I am fucko to you. Well, that, you know what? Sounds like a plan. And I, I reach across for, uh, for Nux. Yeah. You, uh, you are met with equal Nux. Dap. Cool. Okay, um, I want to look around this basement and see if they've got, like, because this is the Pacific Northwest, which means it gets cold and snowy, mm-hmm. which means it would not be unreasonable for them to have, like, bags of road salt for the winter mm-hmm. or, like, sidewalk salt. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, roll me a brains, then, DeSoto, of uh, seven. Cool. Oh, uh, it's a three. I'm blinded by my new lack of hostility with Ken. Uh, no, you know what? This could be important. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and feed you those. Thank you. So, uh, you uh, you're elated about your newfound respect with Ken and each other, uh, and you see actually next. To- That's a big word, but more so though that you see uh, two large bags of uh, road salt that is uh, sitting next to Ken. Yo. Um. Nice. So. Uh, hey, KR. And I, I just like, I just like gesture over there towards the bags. I, I nod at him. I don't do anything. 
So, um... Salted. Yet. Susan starts... Susan starts off by oh, saying, yeah. um, first and foremost, uh, uh, Timmy's dad has given us permission, uh, to be down here. Um, he's not doing so well, but, um, he's for our Thanks cause, so you guys don't have to worry about that. My, um, what you guys do need to worry about, uh, is what's coming up, uh, because it's getting worse, um, from what we're noticing is, uh, and like, uh, Ashley kind of interrupts and goes, it's okay, I got it. Um, listen, this all started happening because of this, uh, this Ouija board that, uh, Timmy had brought into this. Uh, it keeps talking to us, whoever uses it, uh, and it, it's kind of plotting things. So, um... Unfortunately, we're about 11 people in on this, um, and I think it only has a few more it needs. Needs for what? What do you mean 11 people in on this? Um, guys, go ahead, roll me a brains of five. All of you. Oh, I didn't even ask a question. I rolled an eight. <laughs> I didn't even eat the salmon mousse. I rolled a Nine. 10, so I'm going to explode. Nice. 12. Great. Okay, I didn't hear yours. Eight. Okay, cool. Um, So you guys see um, in front of you information on possession, on uh, dreamscape worlds, um, you are seeing that there is a pattern that they're, they are writing out. Um, they have a, uh, a brand new map of Spencer's Folly, uh, indicating all the activity areas where, um, an attack has happened or a potential, as it's written on there, possession has happened. Um, uh, they, they're noticing that it's mainly, uh, everything except for the Northwest has been established, uh, where an event has happened. So, um, pretty much, we don't know exactly what's going on. It won't give us those answers. Uh, it insists we deserve this. So anyone that interacts with this board has to choose whether they give up a year of their life or if they are the one that it takes or for it to choose an innocence. So for your so safety... I look, at, I look at Susan. Mm. No, Susan, she's like, so for your safety, we don't want you guys interacting with this board. You guys... Are the outsiders on this somehow? Um, and it sounds like you have some of the tools and parts that we've been needing. Because we haven't been able to find Timmy's map until this point. And there's also weird tellings of a, of a key uh, that's pretty dangerous in itself. So um, what we have narrowed down I'll now... I'll do it. 
Huh? I'll do it. I'll interact with it. Um. Uh, look, man, I have a feeling in 30 to 40 years, the world economy is going to be fucked, and I- I'm okay with taking a year off my life. Um, Ken kind of stands up, and he goes, listen, man, um, I get what you're saying, but also, I've seen what it's done to my friends, what it's turned them into, and we're better off just kind of hitting the areas we need to and not lose any more people in this town. Okay. So, so yeah, we all remember the shape that pirate Timmy was in that last day. I, 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 so I, I look and I say, so wait, there were more than just the three of you. Um, Ken shakes his head solemnly and goes, yeah, uh, we had Jeremy for a bit. Chad McChad, uh, Cassandra, uh, Megan. That fucking guy. Megan was helping for a bit. Um, uh, we even had um, Arnie, uh, but like, that's not a good situation. Um, what happened? Fortu- are, are they dead? Are they? We don't exactly know that, but. Um, what we do know is Arnie is in the mascot suit, uh, and he let them take him. Like, we always thought he was just like a hallway monitor dickhead or something, but it took him, and he's pretty unstoppable. He was able to take away Jeremy, so um, we're just constantly on the lookout for that. So mm-hmm. if you guys see a goddamn mascot, you fucking... You guys just need to run. Well, that's my policy anyway. But um, I have this book. I have some sort of special connection to Spider. Mm-hmm. I feel good about my chances about this whole Ouija thing. I mean, you guys can leave the room if you want. Um, They just kind of uh, shrug their shoulders fine. KR, I need you to roll me a brains of uh, 10. Okay, um, you, uh, you're just noticing that there is a drawing that is on the map of a sunflower, um, and it doesn't look like it was anything that was drawn on the map previously, that it was actually put there as if Pirate Timmy had drawn on the map. I just say, what is this? Um. Fucking creepy is what it is. Like, they're like, we we haven't really figured that out yet. It's just, it's something, like, we hadn't thought twice about, but it's not really connecting for us. But what we do know is... Um, Where is it located? The sunflower? Yeah. It's on the bottom right corner of the map. No, I mean, like, in relation to the town, where is it at? Um, It's, it's actually... Um, close to Lake Goose Pond. It's um, actually right where that island is. So uh, that was the other thing they were saying was that um, they go pretty much what we've narrowed it down to is within this vicinity 
is the Henderson estate. Um, Peg was giving us a heads up, letting us know that nobody's out there and that we should probably stake it just because it's the, the only area that's really out there that people could really want to go for. So we're going to try to hit it up tonight. Um, to see, to case the joint and make sure there isn't anything else going on. Would you guys like to come in? And also, Jamal, do you still want to talk to the board? Okay, so I've established in the previous episode that I've read all the books that we stole from the library. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any information in the books that I have read that pertain to what's going on now? Um, for that, because uh, I'm going to have it to where you're trying to solve a mystery, or you're trying to solve a puzzle here, put things together. Uh, so for your brains, I just need you to roll me a seven. Nice. Also, you learned how to bake ghost bread. I rolled a nine and then plus my two, so eleven. Um, yeah, what you had noticed was in every single one of the books that you went through, it was tales about, um, serial killers, uh, in the early, uh, to mid 1700s. Um, they all had various different killing styles. Um, seemingly that it was out of nowhere, just kind of random people were being selected. Um, but that, uh... Their final resting places for all of them was uh, somewhere north of Canada. Um, okay, so north north of Canada, like the Arctic Circle, <laughs> Newfoundland, or Spencer's Folly. I um, I relay the information. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I, Sorry. I relay that information and then I describe different serial killing styles. Mm-hmm. And then I say, <laughs> uh, do these sound familiar to you? Um, they, uh, yeah, they're all, uh, very uncomfortable, uh, because you're pretty much just repeating kill styles that have happened in the last two months throughout Spencer's Folly. <laughs> Ooh, cyclical. So as soon as they mention the Henderson estate, uh, something twings in DeSoto's head, and he says, Now, hang on, I might have been the only one who knew this, but isn't the old Henderson estate where where King Nock was holing up with that weird dog of his? Um, KR, I need you to roll me a brain of five, and Jamal, I need you to roll me a brain of ten. <laughs> I rolled a three. I have no idea. Yeah. He uh, said, he said narc, so I'm thinking he sells drugs. KR, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. KR, you, um, distinctly, uh, know about this because of the studying that you were doing about the case of Audie and, uh, Kit Russell missing. So you're actually very well informed of this. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, my research into uh, the disappearance of Audie Odwards, uh, 
I, I was led down to the, the station house. But did he have anything to do with this? Did he and Adi, did, were their disappearances linked to this? Like, I only kept an eye on him because he was uh, a, a real and present threat to my livelihood in a lot of ways. But, like, was he involved in the spookulpation and similar? Um, the other kit. Uh, uh, right, the okay. I'm not sure what happened to him. Um, social services were called. He was taken away. Um, mm. And then Adi disappeared. Uh, Susan, Ashley, and Ken are just kind of shaking their heads, very confused. Just like, okay. Yeah, I was also broadly asking them as well. Guys, I think I know who what the next set of killings are going to be. Oh, shit. And then I describe uh, whatever serial killer style that hasn't been done yet. <laughs> was the next in the pattern? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are, uh, two that are left. Um, one of them, uh, has what they would call a wolfman, uh, tendency of strangulation and being torn apart. And the other one, uh, likes to gut the abdomen and display it out as ornaments. Okay, well, Wolfman, that sounds like a mascot to me. What's our school mascot? Not a Wolfman. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that shit. Um, so I, I look at the map and I say, have have these killings been happening in any of these general areas? And I point to the places that are marked in the map. Um, You lay out the map. And, uh, they are the exact markings that, um, Pirate Timmy had marked on the map. So, you see that, uh, in fact, the Henderson Estate is marked on that map, as well as, um, Moosewood Fall Malls. Hey, we should probably split up and, uh... Somebody, somebody mocked that one off. So we already did Moosewood Falls. Like something happened at Moosewood Falls, right? That's that's. Yeah, you can mock, you can mock that one off. Oh, and there was like, there was a, well, there was this, there there was a, a monstro lady there who, I mean, she didn't really gut anybody. She was gonna drown a bunch of animals. Uh, that doesn't really fit with the pattern you were describing. Uh, Jamal, you realize that was the person that you had talked about when you guys were at the police station looking for uh, helpful tips to help with the situation with yes. fire marshal. Oh days. yeah, yeah. You might not have been there, Desoto. We, were, I, I briefly talked about that. Oh. Oh, okay. So, are you... so does that just leave the werewolf then? Is that the last one at the Henderson Estate? Uh, potentially. That's. It seems like we're going to be taking it okay. on. Okay. So you guys in? Fuck yeah! And I put my hands in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Actually, fallen, fallen for one and one for fall. Uh. Everyone, That's uh, the kind of. Thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Love you too, buddy. <laughs> uh, they all put their hands in. Kind of nod. And repeat what DeSoto just said. And then I wake at Susan. And what was that that you said? Yes! One for all, one for, it's catching! One for all, one for fall? I said, I said fallen for yep. one and one for fall. Fallen for one and one for fall. 
Um, so and then I th- march up the the basement stairs as a, in a freeze frame. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys are fully rested. Um, they plan on meeting up around 9 p.m. at the Henderson Estate. Uh, you guys have Reggie's car, so you can kind of get around how you need to. Yes. Um, you come pulling up uh, to the can Henderson. We? Yeah, he's not, he's still knocked the fuck out. Cops aren't even answering the phone, dude. They're not gonna care. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, what's he gonna do? Catch us in his car? Come on. <laughs> so you guys uh, roll up to the estate, and you see um, that Ken, Susan, and Ashley are in there. And uh, they go, uh, listen, this this place is pretty creaky and creepy. I don't think there's anyone that's been around here. So um, I'm thinking we can take downstairs if you guys want to take upstairs. And then we can check the attic, make sure that there's nothing there, as well as the basement. Sound good? Yep. Yep. Let's split up. We can do more damage that way. Well, you guys have your party. We got ours, so. So, uh, you guys, um, I need you to make me a flight of four to go up the stairs. Okay. I rolled a four. Well, that's a six on my six. I'll explode it. That's an eight. Nice. What did you ask? What was this for again? A four of your Flight. Flight. I rolled a one. Oh, I boy. say take it. Um, Your foot still hurts. You guys are going up the stairs. Kr and Desoto, uh, you're very stealthy up there. Jamal, you are hitting every single creek on the way up, and noticing that the stairs are kind of somewhat cracking as you're getting higher. Um, so you guys uh, are going up the stairs, and you're noticing uh, kind of cobwebs everywhere. Um, there are three rooms down the hall and also um, a bookshelf next to uh, the outside window. Uh, where would you guys like to explore first? Well, I assume Jamal wants the bookshelf. Obviously. Are you guys going as I a don't team? Or... us to split up as a party. Mm. So we're yeah, no, we're, we're staying together. Yeah, and just to be safe, we should play in a band. <laughs> um, okay, go ahead, roll me another flight. Um, That's okay. I need you guys to roll me a flight of eight. You can play the drum. Okay. What is my flight? My flight I rolled a seven, but I'll use a crunchy point. Yes. My eight. I rolled a nine. Uh, that's a five, but I couldn't roll an eight on flight without exploding anyway, so I'll just take that's it. That's okay. Um, so, uh, Jamal, you make it over to the Dad. bookshop, bookshop, book, uh, case by the window fairly quickly. Nope. <laughs> the bookshop. Bookshop. Uh, you guys, you walk up to the, uh, bookshelf that looks kind of like an old fashioned bookshop, actually. Uh, it's, it kind of looks like it came out of, like, a fairy tale almost. Um, and it actually has fairy tale books throughout it, except for uh, a slot in there. Uh, Kr and Desoto, uh, you kind of you make the floor moan and groan. And uh, Desoto, actually, your foot gets stuck uh, in the in the floorboards. Fucking Kr, little help here. Can you 
I need I need a, a, a audio representation of what the floor moaning and groaning sounds like. Um, I'll I'll put something in. Don't yeah, you worry. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like groan, moan, loud screeching. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was, I was, that's what's going in. I'll just layer that on top. I was gonna do that. Hey, I'm a floor hey, here. I'm a fucking floor here. <laughs> You're walking right. on me here. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, sorry, would you, uh, DeSoto, you're currently stuck. Um, Carrot, would you like to help your friend who is stuck, or do you want to help your friend who is yeah. examining Please. the bookshop? No, Jamal made his own choices. <laughs> okay, um. I look at, at DeSoto, and I look at Jamal, and I, I I'm like calculating. Which one is going to be uh, more of a nuisance for me if I don't <laughs> let them, like, like if I if I leave them alone? Like, DeSoto's stuck, but I when DeSoto's stuck, I know where DeSoto is, and DeSoto can't <laughs> do shit. <laughs> but also, Steve has access to what is potentially a secret passage bookshelf. Mm-hmm. So if I turn around to help DeSoto, I can turn around and Jamal's going to be gone. <sighs> While KR is pondering this, DeSoto just takes his walking stick and just reaches over and just, like, pokes him with it. <laughs> just, KR. 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 Um, KR. And then as soon as KR looks the other way, I disappear. <laughs> I don't do that. God damn it. I don't do that. Like Kaiser Soze. <laughs> uh, I, I help, I help DeSoto. Out. Okay. Thank you, KR. Cool. Uh, so, uh, I'm gonna need you, uh, KR, to roll me a brains of five and a brawn of ten. What's my brawn? Your brawn, uh, KR, is six. Okay, so I rolled an eleven for my brains. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I rolled a four for my brawn. Great. Um. <laughs> DeSoto, Actually, I I'm need. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use two crunchy points to mm. re-roll that. Okay, cool. Let's get that six. Nope, I rolled a two. Worse than last time. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, in that case, uh, DeSoto, uh, can you roll me a, uh, hmm, either it's up to you, brawn or flight. Uh, my brawn is my bigger die, so I'll try it. Okay, that. cool. Uh, go ahead, roll me a brawn of six out of eight. Oh, oh yikes. Okay. Oof, it's almost as if being a lazy, lazy boy has not prepared me well for the physical rigors of paranatural investigation. Mm. Uh, no, that's a four. Dope. So, um, this is what happens. KR, you, uh, happen to look over at, um, Jamal at the bookshelf and, um, you notice on the side of the bookshop, um, sunflowers are drawn onto it, uh, as well as a red light that is glowing behind, uh, Jamal. In this moment, the floor breaks out from underneath DeSoto. Um, he is unable to catch himself on the edge and falls down to the first floor into a bedroom. Um, KR, I need you to roll me a brawn of four. 
And uh, Jamal, roll me a brain of two. I rolled a four. Perfect. Oh, thank God. I rolled a two. Okay. Um. So, from behind Jamal, the window shatters out. Um, Jamal, in front of you, the red light peers down, and KR's face is glowing a purplish hue. Um, and you notice that your hands and your face is kind of glowing where this red light touches you. Um, KR, you're able to hold on to see what looks like a man and a devil mask crashing through the window with a leather sack. He puts it over Jamal and drags him through the window before KR falls into the bedroom as well. Oh no, Krampus. 